Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a pro. I swear I could have held it longer. How jacked are you? How fired up are you? We're two days away from the biggest game of our lives. And again, I said this all week. There was no way the Lions were beating the Redskins back in 92, the 91 season. There was just no way. This coming up in two days in Santa Clara, Levi Stadium is a winnable football game. Now, it's going to be tough as hell. Don't get me wrong. Niners are a really good team. And you could probably make the case that they played, what, their D-minus game against the Green Bay Packers, had a little rust last Saturday night. Packers really should have knocked them off. They dropped two interceptions. Brock Purdy did look horrendous. He did not look MVP caliber-like at all. So this is a winnable game for the Lions. But you do know that the Niners are going to play better football. I don't think there's any question about that. Get back in the game week. Now, here's a couple of things to think about before we kind of get into it. What is the status of Debo Samuels? Didn't practice all week. Is he going to be able to play? Came out of that game with a shoulder. Now, I talked to a San Francisco 49er insider, if you will, and he made a really good point. He said, if Debo doesn't play, it's going to hurt the Niners. Debo doesn't play, their offense goes down by one yard per carry a play, which, by the way, is kind of significant. But he made a good point. He simply said, listen, if you rep Debo all week and plan on Debo playing all week and then he doesn't, then that's going to get you in a jam like we saw on Saturday night. He went out early in the first quarter. However, if you go the whole week without prepping Debo, without repping Debo, you give Jawan Jennings and others the reps, then maybe the Niners fare better. Correct. So I don't know how big of a deal it's going to be to be missing Debo if he doesn't play. I'll tell you this, though. That's a really good player that does a whole lot of really good things for them. And if he doesn't play, that's advantage Lions. So what I wanted to do is 
I wanted to give you reasons the Lions can win this football game today. I want to give you reasons they can go to the Super Bowl for the first time ever. They could do something that we never thought was possible. Like, before we get into it, have you thought about it? Have you reflected on it? Like, yes, I know everybody's excited that the Lions are 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl. But have you thought about the fact that we never thought this was possible? We didn't think this was possible. This game is not for us. 60 minutes away. And Dan Campbell seems confident. He's using the word Super Bowl a whole lot. We played you in the locker room celebration. And it really even wasn't a celebration. It was a bunch of guys that expected to win that game against the Bucs. And I do believe that same group of guys are going to travel to San Francisco. And they expect to win this game against the Niners. They're not as mentally warped as we are. We talked about this already. We did. But I like the fact that Dan Campbell said we got two more with a bye in the middle. Like they are openly discussing winning this game and going to the Super Bowl. When in years past, I can't get past this. We laugh at this. We don't believe this. It's nonsense. Super Bowl, please. So here's what I want to do. I want to play you a little bit of audio. I want to give you some reasons why the Lions win this football game, reasons why the Niners win the football game, and then we all go enjoy our weekend. I'm going to go on a boat, by the way. It's gorgeous out here in Florida. Thinking about moving here. You'd probably celebrate that, wouldn't you? By the way, I must say, I went golfing. This is from Wednesday. We went to a gorgeous course. Golfing in Florida is way different than golfing in Michigan. The only constant is I still suck in both states. But you can, on January 24th, wear shorts in Florida. And you see a lot of these. Can you see this? Look at that. There were gators all over the place. Look at that. Look at that one. Can you see that? That's a big boy right there. Like I told my buddy Chad, who I'm on the trip with, I'm like, dude, I just want to see a gator on a golf course. And he's like, yeah, we'll see a couple. Took the second day, but he pointed one out. It was like a little guy, a little baby gator. I'm like, oh, that's not so scary. Next thing I know, we see massive gators all over the course. One was so close to us. We drove up next to it, probably about 30 yards away. He's like, get out. I'll get a picture of you and the gator for your daughter. I'm like, no, I'm not getting out. So I did get out. He did take the picture, but I'm probably like a half football field away from the gator. He's like, get closer, get closer. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not getting closer. He's like, what are you scared? I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. Could you imagine how dumb you would feel if you got eaten by a gator? We looked it up, by the way. Only five fatal gator bites a year in Florida. So it's not going to happen. It's pretty rare, correct? Kind of like the Lions going to the Super Bowl. However, the last thing I would think if I got ate by a gator would be, God, I'm fucking stupid. I'm one of the five. I'm one of the five people that died by a gator. And then I would have to like, I don't know, it would have to be explained to my family. It would be awful. I'd be very embarrassed. My last thoughts would be, my God, I'm very embarrassed. I'm getting eaten by a gator. So, no, I did not go near the Gator, but it was really cool. And I golfed pretty well. Drove the hell out of the ball. Anyway, back to the podcast, shall we? Sorry for that tangent. First, the funny. This is from Wednesday. My radio partner, Wojo, and Jared Goff had a hilarious exchange. Take a listen to this. This is great. Jared Goff's got a lot of really good players, obviously. But maybe oh, thank you. 
Okay. I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe not viewed, though, as the superstars, like hey, the 49ers have. All right, never mind. But I mean, guys like St. Brown and Gabe, you. Yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, so was Panay. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Absolutely, but do you feel like. There, this is a chance for more. Yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Yes, uh, I, I do. I think. I think we've got a lot of ton of ton of great players who um, maybe haven't had the the national stage that up to this point um, that a lot of a lot of other guys have, and obviously they have a ton of good players as well, and, and a ton of Pro Bowlers and All Pro players over there. And um, it's it, yeah, we we feel like you know we've got a lot of good players too, though, like you mentioned, and um, excited to play on another national stage and, and be able to showcase that. I didn't miss any, did I? No, you got it. All good. All right, so that's Jared Goff and Bob Winowski, my radio partner from the Wojo and Rieger show, and, of course, he works for the Detroit News. And I think the point of playing that comment was simply, yes, the Niners have a ton of studs. They got Nick Bosa. They got Debo Samuel. They got Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the list goes on and on. But the Lions have some pretty good players as well. So for all the people that don't believe the Lions belong in this game, like the Skip Baylesses of the world, correct? For all the people that think the Lions are going to get blown out, I mean, look at Panay Sue, all pro. Look at Amon Ross St. Brown, all pro. Look at the season Jared Goff has had. He's almost as good as Brock Purdy. That offense is almost as good as the 49ers. So I think the point is, yes, the Niners got some stars, but the Lions got some damn stars as well. All right, so Dan Campbell, of course, probably not sleeping, worrying about this game. Here is Dan Campbell and his biggest worry for a game like this. What do you think it is? You think it's the Niners' offense? You think it's the Niners' defense in that front seven? No. It's people like me. It's people like you. Take a listen. Dan Campbell on what he worries about the most. I mean, here we are. This is the biggest issue right now. I mean, most time I come in here and there's, what I don't know, 20 of you. Now there's a whole packed room, people I don't even recognize. And that's what our players are dealing with. It's all the extra attention outside of the norm. That's the issue. It's not the opponent. It has its own issues uh, that we'll deal with. But it's all the outside attention and where they're getting pulled from every area. You know, you got friends, you got family reaching out. Well, unbelievable. You guys are here again. What are you going to blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, you're such a phenomenal player. You know, you, you're a phenomenal coach. You're a phenomenal GM. And pretty soon, it, if you forget that it, it's us. And it's about, it's about the team, you know. Um, I think that's always a challenge this time of year when you get in these type of games and settings. So that's what Dan Campbell is afraid of. And by the way, it's a totally legitimate fear. He's been through this before, obviously. But you get a bunch of players getting dragged in various directions. You get a bunch of people saying how great every lion is. Everybody reads their press clippings. It's kind of a different week. There's so much buildup. I totally understand that. I do. I also think, however, a guy like Campbell, understanding of those distractions, is going to be able to manage those distractions. All season long, really the last two seasons, this is a guy that gets his team ready to play. He now has played, what, 28 games? There's not been a single losing skid. After every loss comes a winning streak. Now, some of the losses did come when the Lions were flying high. Like, after they beat the Chiefs, they lose to the Seahawks, right? Or after they beat the Bucks by double digits on the road, they get smoked by the Ravens, right? So I get that. However, I don't think there's going to be any sort of letdown for this game. It's the NFC Championship game. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come on. So I do believe and have faith in a guy like Campbell that he's going to be able to handle those distractions. But what does Campbell have faith in? Dan Campbell. Why can the Lions win this football game? Because you do know, at times it might look ugly. The Niners are great on defense. We'll get into it momentarily. They're great on offense. And the Lions defense, at least in the secondary, has kind of been getting shredded. So what gives Dan Campbell faith that they can go to a Super Bowl? Take a listen. You have to be able to handle the ebbs and flows of a game in a season and playoffs. And that's what that's what has been built for three years now. And so that's what gives me faith. Look, there's going to be things that are going to happen in this game that it's going to look like it's out of control. And it's not going to go well for us. And as long as we just play the next play, it'll turn. And that's what we've done all year. And that's the most important thing to keep in mind. But you've got to be made a certain way, and the team has to be made a certain way to be able to handle that. Otherwise, you just crumble. So um, that's what gives me faith. We have a team that's built that way. And I think he's right. I really do. I mean, look at the defense for crying out loud. That defense through the secondary has been thrashed the last five weeks, whether it's Justin Jefferson or C.D. Lamb or Puka Nakua or Mike Evans. They've been thrashed. But it doesn't matter because they find a way to keep opposing offenses out of the end zone. But let's get into it very quickly, okay? I've written down a couple ways the Lions win this football game. And I think the biggest way the Lions win is you have to run the football. The Niners' defense is really good. It's really good. They give up 17.5 points per game. That's the third best in football. Remember we talked about the scoring defenses that were left in this Final Four? The Ravens are number one scoring defense. The Chiefs are number two. And the Niners are number three. Then there's the Lions, like in the mid-20s, correct? So the Niners keep you out of their end zone. They also hold opposing quarterbacks to under an 80 rating. That's the fourth best in football. They also have the most interceptions as a team defense. They have 22 of them. That's the most in football. So this Niners defense is really good. And I'm not quite sure how you beat them. Oh, yeah, I am. Because they do have one weakness, or at least one weaker spot. And that is, they can't stop the run as well as they stop the pass. Aaron Jones from Green Bay rushed 108 on him last week. He was dominating, including a 51-yard run. Niners are middle of the pack when it comes to yards per carry. They give up 4.1. That's 16th best in football. So how do you beat the Niners? You run them. And it just so happens that the Lions have two pretty good running backs in Jameer Gibbs and, of course, David Montgomery. Here's how you beat the Niners, at least on the field offensively. You run the football, and you establish long, soul-sucking drives. That's what you do. By the way, that's what the Lions have done. Go back and look at the Tampa Bay game. Go back and look at the Rams game. The Lions so many times have put together 75-yard drives. That took three to four to five to six to seven to eight minutes off the clock. 
You do that enough. You limit possessions. You keep Brock Purdy and that offense off the field. You got a chance to win a football game when it's all said and done. You got to run the football. Could you win if Goff has to drop back 40 times? I guess you could, but more than likely that means you're behind. And nobody wants to live that nightmare. Being behind at Levi's Stadium? No. Lions haven't been behind all postseason. Two postseason games, they've never trailed. I say we keep that up for Sunday, and then the Lions go to the Super Bowl. But you beat them because you run the football. The other thing, too, and I know people are worried about this, what about that front seven? The front four of Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Jason Hargrove, Chase Young. They're studs, right? But they did not get a single sack against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Chase Young has not had a sack in four games. Nick Bosa and his absolute stud. I think we know this. However, they're going to go against the Lions offensive line that does a really good job in stopping the sack. Did you know that the Lions give up the fourth fewest number of sacks this season? Panay Sewell's only given up three all season long. He'll go against Bosa. I got good feelings about that. Taylor Decker has given up nine all season long, but not a single one in the postseason. So I got to believe he'll go against Chase Young. I feel pretty good about that. So if you find a combination when you can run the football successfully, protect Jared Goff, I do believe the Lions offense moves the football. Here's the deal. It's going to be 60 and sunny. The elements are not going to be a factor. I think this Lions offense can find a way to move the football on the Niners. Now, it's going to be tough. No question about it. There's going to be a lot of empty possessions. But run the football. Stay on schedules. Find a way to stay on the field. Keep Brock Purdy off the field. I like the Lions' chances. But, man, the Niners are good. They got great linebackers, too. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are amazing. So their front seven really are awesome. Greenlaw, by the way, had eight tackles, one for a loss, and two picks against the Packers. And that was last week. So it's going to be a very tough, difficult task for the Lions to move the ball offensively. But if they run it, I do believe they're going to be successful. As far as the Lions' defense, I know what you're thinking. Got to stop Christian McCaffrey. CMC, when he rushes for 75 yards or more, San Francisco is 11-1. and That's the magic number. Find a way to keep McCaffrey under 75. Problem is, he's already done it 12 times this year. He's a great running back. Catches the ball, runs the football, and the Niners have a pretty damn good offensive line. Not as good as the Lions. They got big Trent Williams as their left tackle. That guy is a beast. He's awesome. However, you find a way to stop the run, and you beat the 49ers. Here's the deal. The Lions can stop the run. Third best run defense in football, holding backs to three and a half yards per carry. Here's the problem. In the postseason, they haven't been as good at stopping the run. Kyron Williams ran for five yards a carry against the Lions. That was the first playoff game. And then Rashad White, almost seven yards per carry when they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you got to find a way to stop the run. They've been capable of it all season long. Can they do it in the postseason, something they haven't done as good of a job with? And here's the other thing, by the way. Christian McCaffrey's the best in football. He's one of the best in football. It's going to be very difficult. Here's something that gives me hope, though. Aiden Hutchinson's been outstanding. He's got eight sacks in the last five games. He's going against the right tackle, Colton McTivish, who, by the way, has given up the most sacks of any 
Niners offensive lineman. He's given up 10. No other Niners O-linemen have given up 10 or less. Trent Williams hasn't. And Aiden does travel, right, from going against the left tackle to going against the right tackle. I got to believe he'll go against I got to believe he'll go a lot against the right tackle, McTivish, and he'll get his. I mean, do you know how good Aiden Hutchinson has been recently? He's got eight sacks, obviously. Four tackles, one sack, and three QB hits. That was against the Bucs alone. He leads the playoffs in hurries. He leads the playoffs in pressures. He's been outstanding for the Lions. So that, of course, another key to how you take out the Niners. And here's the last one. Cam Sutton's been torched. He's been torched. He's given up a QB rating of 150, 12 targets, eight receptions, 183 in the air, and that is during the postseason. Debo Samuels might not play, or if he is, he's going to be limited. So Cam Sutton's got to be better, obviously. But it's the same mindset as Dan Campbell already talked about. Yeah, they're going to throw the ball on you. Yeah, they're going to get their yards. But find a way to make them settle for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, and he got a chance. So to recap, run the fucking football and stop the Christian McCaffrey. Run, stop the run. You got a chance to win the football game. Here's my prediction. I think it's going to be a gruesome game. I think we're going to be on the edge of our seats. I'm not Skip Bayless. There's going to be no blowout here. I believe the Lions find a way to win the football game 30 to 27. It's going to be drama. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be agonizing at times. But I think it's all going to be worth it. And the Lions go to the Super Bowl. What about you? I got 30 to 27. Here's what we're going to do. I'm on vacation. My last day of vacation. So we'll get to the comments next week. All right? I got the Lions winning 30-27. What about you? Listen, this is important. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Get ready for Sunday. It's going to be fucking tough. It's going to be fucking awesome, though. The Lions are in the NFC title game, 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. Enjoy the hell out of it. We don't know when we're going to be back. Comfortable Barca lounger, get your favorite beverage, hit your gambling app, enjoy. And hopefully the Lions come away with a victory, because I think they can. All right, I'm going to go in a boat. It's gorgeous outside here. You want to see this real quick? Look at that. I don't know if you can see that. That's a canal right there. Yeah. We're going to go on a boat, going to drink some alcohol, going to go get some breakfast. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend.